Hi, I'm Peter Alsop. Our song to chew this week is from my Family Rolls album. I recorded it live at the Power of Laughter and Play conference in Anaheim, California at the Disneyland Hotel in April of 1991. It's called The Newborn, and it was written by Rosita Perez. I suppose technically it's a poem to chew or a story to chew rather than a song to chew, but if we consider it to be song lyrics for a song that hasn't been finished yet, it would qualify for this podcast. It comes from her book, The Music Is You, A Guide to Thinking Less and Feeling More. So let's listen, then we'll chew on it a bit. The Newborn. I got a poem by a woman named Rosita Perez I'd like to do for you. It's called The Newborn. It was 1963 and the three-week-old baby was turning blue in the bassinet, very obviously choking. My two-year-old was saying that she was sorry and crying and looking very scared. I removed a piece of ham from the baby's mouth. Her sister had been eating a sandwich and thought it was a good idea to share a little of what she had. For some reason, that reminds me of how I feel around people who are so publicly religious and self-righteous. They insist on force-feeding the rest of us their sustenance of meat when our digestive systems can only tolerate milk. Maybe that's why we choke on it, too. We are still newborn and need more time to develop, that's all. And it has little to do with calendar age. If they had faith in the source, they would know that the same illuminations that came to them will come to us when and if we need them enough to reach out. God doesn't play favorites. So the distinction I make between the words faith and belief is that when one holds a belief in something, it may be because of a preponderance of facts that support the idea that what is believed is real and true. But there is also an element of choice where even if all of the facts are proven to be false, the true believer still holds that their belief is true simply because they've chosen to believe it and because it fulfills some kind of need in them that without that belief, they would have difficulty knowing how to live and get by. So no matter what evidence is supplied, a belief cannot be unbelieved until the believer chooses to change or relinquish their belief. And believers don't want to discuss their beliefs in any rational way because if they have a discussion about their belief with someone who is not a believer, they may get talked out of having made the choice they made to believe, and that frightens them. Now, faith is very similar to belief, but I see an important distinction. Faith is something that's also a choice. Faith is required when there are doubts about the reality or truth of an idea or a thing. It's not required when there are just facts that show and prove that something is real or true, because then there is no doubt. So no faith is required. But when there is doubt and someone chooses to have faith that the subject in question is real and true, They have no fear about hearing more facts or having reasonable discussion with others who do not see this idea as true or believable. They are not afraid because they have faith. If someone else can explain reasonably to them that they have faith in something that is not real or true, that it's misplaced, they still have faith that they will be able to listen and alter their understanding or whatever huge idea they've been holding, and they'll learn more about it, which will only support the spirit of what they've been striving to comprehend and embrace. And in doing so, they'll make their lives more balanced and manageable. It seems clear to me that Rosita had faith that God exists. Her poem story about the newborn addresses the religiosity, self-righteousness, and power that are often used as tools by people who believe in something, a God or any other strongly held belief, who then put pressure on those around them to believe as they do, because they're certain that they're right and they know what God wants us all to do and they graciously want to share it with others by force or coercion rather than by example or persuasion. 
I think her poem is exquisite in pointing this out simply and directly to believers who, with the best of intentions, do not have faith in what they believe. If you're interested in Rosita Perez's book, The Music is You, A Guide to Thinking Less and Feeling More, you can find it on Amazon.com. She's gone now, and I miss her. I was going to end this podcast here, but I'd like to read you another entry of hers that I love. She was quite wonderful at modeling how to deal with difficult human situations, and she would always lift us as she'd reframe some of the struggles that many of us go through. Here's one about being a parent. It's called I Said It Couldn't Be Done by Rosita Perez. Come on out, Mom, you have to see this. I hesitate. Nothing could be more important. I'm very busy. I'm frying potatoes. But they insist. So I reluctantly go outside and find that stretched across the sky, seemingly reaching from one end of the city to the other, is the most magnificent rainbow I have ever seen. We squeal and express our sense of wonder out loud, accompanied by lots of pointing. We run around the block calling the other kids outside to see this outrageous display that nature is offering. My eldest goes inside to get her camera, and I warn her that it's much too expansive a scene to capture with an Instamatic camera. She ignores me. Years later, while looking through an old photo album, I come across an incredible picture of a rainbow. And I remember that day. She got the entire thing by shooting four pictures and combining them perfectly. But she never showed it to me. After all, I said it couldn't be done. It is so enriching to be proven wrong. Thank you for stopping by. I'm Peter Alsop. I'll be back next week with another song to chew. Please let friends and family know about this podcast. Bye for now.